0: The pivotal moment actually happened two years into my IT career when I got laid off for the first time. <laughs> and that was my first eye-opening moment when I was just like, oh wait. Like, cause I in my mind I thought I had checked off all the boxes. I went to a good college, got a good job. At that time I had got married, we built a house. Like I was doing everything that society considers successful. And then I lost my job. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, wait a minute. And so I dealt with a lot of a lot of feelings and emotions with that, but that was the moment that I sat down with myself and sat down with God. I said, what am I supposed to be doing? Because I'm not about this life. Like, y'all not gonna work me to death and then be like, oh, we, you're a line item on a spreadsheet that says you have to go.
1: Welcome to Smart Career and Money Moves, a podcast for professionals seeking fulfillment and purpose in their careers, Each week, we will sit down with experts and trailblazers to discuss the ups and downs of finding and following your passions, whether it's through climbing the corporate ladder, starting a business, or launching a side hustle. So let's get into the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Smart Career & Money Moves podcast. Today, I'm super excited. We have Ms. Shaquana Chappelle. She is an image and style expert, And a fun fact about me, about 10 years ago, I wanted to be a stylist. I was going to quit my job, no money, no nothing. I was moving to New York to be a stylist, okay? So I am super excited that I'm chatting with somebody who did the thing. She did the thing. She has also, she's become a full-time entrepreneur. She's published a book, and she's on a mission to help women step into their confidence and make their best impression all through their wardrobe, their image. And she's going to talk to us today about how all of these things play into your career and your brand. I am so excited. Welcome to the show, Ms. Shaquana.
0: Yay. Thank you, Jerry. I'm so excited to be here.
1: Awesome. There's so much to unpack. I really want to dive in, but I want to start with some of your background and your journey so people can understand you know, how you really made this transition, how you got to where you are. And you have an interesting start, right? You started You studied I.T. and I.T. project management and like you could have taken that in a million different directions. How did you decide like what your lane was going to be, what direction to choose after your education?
0: Yeah, I think. As far as like my education, what I went to school for and the the field that I got into, I always love computers. I'm very tech savvy and I grew up during the AOL days and like MySpace days. So I was like, oh, I can do this as a career career. And so I, I went ahead and majored in IT. I also had my parents in my ear saying, major in something that makes a lot of money. <laughs> and so that's kind of how I chose that path. And After I graduated, I graduated in the middle of the recession. So I graduated in 2009 from my college and it was hard getting a job. I had went ahead and got like a little temporary job at the tax department in my state um, just to, you know, have money. But I was still interviewing, got a call for a role in Austin, Texas to start my IT career. And it literally has taken off since then. So that's how I got into the IT tech role. And then, yeah, you're right. I went to school for project management and I I had a lot of success with the IT role. But as I evolved as a person and as a woman, I realized that I didn't want to wait until I retired or wait until I got to a certain point in my IT career to really do what fulfilled me. And so that's when I started my business, started Really having tough conversations with myself to say, Shaquana, what do you really want your life to look like? And then I started making moves to do my business full time. So that's kind of how I I got into it. It was more so a thing of, hey, I like computers, I like business, I like you know that whole thing, and also get into a field that makes a lot of money, Shaquana. (laughs) And so that's how I got into it. But I later found out I was like, okay, that was that was a good chapter, but I'm ready for the next chapter.
1: How long was that chapter? Like how long was that chapter and what was the pivotal moment that made you decide that this is not it for me? I got to do something else.
0: Yeah. So I was, that chapter was 11 years, uh, or about 11 and a half years, my IT career and it spanned across multiple roles, which is why I love you and your content, Jerry. Cause I'm like, I get it. I know. <laughs> I know all about the STEM and just getting jobs and that, but yeah, so that chapter was 11 years and the pivotal moment I'll tell you, the pivotal moment actually happened two years into my IT career when I got laid off for the first time. (laughs) And that was my first eye-opening moment when I was just like, oh, wait. Like, because in my mind, I thought I had checked off all the boxes. I went to a good college, got a good job. At that time, I had got married. We built a house. Like, I was doing everything that society considers successful. And then I lost my job. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, wait a minute. And so... I dealt with a lot of a lot of feelings and emotions with that, but that was the moment that I sat down with myself and sat down with God. And I said, what am I supposed to be doing? Cause I'm not about this life. Like y'all not going to work me to death and then be like, oh, we, you're a line item on a spreadsheet that says you have to go. Like, uh-uh, I'm too, I'm too good for that. It's kind of like my attitude with it. And so I knew from then that I was like, I knew, I knew I wasn't going to work corporate for like 30, however many years people are working now until they, re- they retire. And so I started doing things. I started my nonprofit organization and then I shifted into my styling business officially in 2017. I've always been like, the stylish person in my friend group or whatever that they come to and ask questions and stuff. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this into a business. I'm going to monetize it. And that's when I started it. And then I took, you know, the time to build it. And then, the pandemic came and that's when I got promoted to management. Right. And it was really hard. I got I literally got promoted right before like the world shut down. And so we're all working from home, but all trying to figure out what's going on. And so that was a really hard moment because I never wanted to be in management. I don't like the exposure in that particular area. Like I love it for my business, but not for that. Like I'm like, I'm just here to catch, collect my check and I'm <laughs> going home. Like that's all I was talking about. Thinking about because you know I was building something on the side, but anyways I got into management. Um, I'm grateful for that experience because it's definitely helping me now in my business. But the pivotal moment was one I felt extremely depressed and I had a lot of anxiety centered around around my job. I felt very unfulfilled. The pandemic obviously sat a lot of people down to reevaluate their lives and that's what it did for me. And also at the very last minute, actually April of 2021, I ran into some salary issues where I was not getting paid what I knew I was worth. There were people on my team that report to me that were getting paid more than me and there wasn't a swift enough resolution for that and I said oh okay y'all don't value me in the way that y'all say y'all do and that's when I kind of knew it was time for me to really put that exit strategy in place I had it but I wasn't really you no know, working towards it but thankfully by November of that same year is when I was able to to leave and do my business full-time
1: wow wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta rewind back okay so okay <laughs> and I have never shared this, but I have been in that same situation as a manager, right? As a manager. And maybe you inherit some team members and you get to look and you get to going into Oracle and Workday and you see that like, wait, they're making either the same thing I'm making or slightly below. I've been able to use it. Like it's worked for me, but I can talk to me about that. Like, they were not willing to work with you.
0: Well, first of all, thank you for telling me that because I was like, is anyone else experiencing this? And of course, at that time, I did reach out to like other mentors and stuff. They're like, oh no, Shaquan, that's not right or whatever. So thank you for sharing that. But- I don't know why or how. I think because I was just thrown into the fire, literally, because my boss had got promoted. So then I had uh, got promoted and I was so busy trying to learn and kind of grasp this concept of managing a team of almost 20 people that it didn't dawn on me should kind of go into the system and you know, look at salaries. It wasn't until that following year when we were doing the whole bonus thing. And my manager gave me the numbers of how much every everyone's bonus was going to be. And I knew that it was based off a certain percentage of their salary. And so he's running off the numbers and I see, oh, I was like, wait a minute, he didn't, what, 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 wait. And so that's when I was like, uh, yeah, something needs to change. It had been a little over a year that I have been in this Role and y'all never thought y'all should have changed like switch up the sound, whatever so I used my voice I was so proud of myself because when I was younger I didn't use my voice but I used my voice and I said this needs to change. This is the salary amount. I told him, because he asked. He like, told me, how much you want to get paid? And it was way over what I thought. But I was like, no, I know what I'm worth. And it took months of approval, you know, all the protocols. And they weren't moving fast enough. And I'm like, but there's if there's anything else, like, I literally watched them move fast enough for another guy. But y'all weren't moving fast for me. And so that just really, that spoke volumes to me. And that was, I do honestly know that god made made that happen to put some fire under me because i got comfortable i was really comfortable my job was kind of studying smooth sailing i was making money in my business i'm like okay i'm good but he's like no i need you to be fully available um <laughs> to do what i need you to do so, so yeah that's how it happened you know no bad blood it's not like i hate anyone or anything but i had to like in your, I had to make money moves. I had to make moves. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, and and this is completely you know unplanned. I didn't even notice about you, but this is such a a unique conversation. Just this point that people don't really see, especially when you haven't reached the ranks of management and leadership, that like the company they're just putting people in, you know, putting different pieces of the puzzle together, and nobody is behind the scenes checking where does everyone's salary align not even to their own manager and so when there's this whole conversation about you know pay equity and this and that it's like the idea is cute and sexy but the reality is that that is no one's job there's nobody at the company checking making sure everything is aligned i mean making sure it even makes sense and so it's really up to you like the, this drives the point that like if you're not watching your own bottom line if you don't know what salaries are even reasonable for what you're doing you can almost expect to be being underpaid right just expect it that- exactly
0: and it wasn't until my exit interview where, and I had knew the guy who was doing it from HR, a black guy, a really cool guy. And when I told him, I was very honest with him. And I told him what happened. He was like, wow, we should have caught that. So that was an eye opening for him. And hopefully they made changes within their department to say, we need to start watching these salaries if y'all going to be doing all these moving and shaking in roles. But uh, yeah, that was the thing. No one caught
1: it. So that was what it was. <laughs> so we took lemons, we turned it into lemonade. Yes, right. Yes. So we did. how did we choose the niche that like, how did you pull the pieces together that like I'm doing, I'm doing my fashion thing, I'm doing my styling thing, they're not paying me enough, right? You see the writing on the wall that like if I want to control my financial future, and maybe I'll let you answer that. Was it about controlling your financial future or was it really about being fulfilled in doing styling?
0: It was about being fulfilled. I'll be honest, even though I, I don't want to say I was trained, you know, I was taught to go after the jobs with the most money, you know, because, you know, our parent, my parents' generation was very much so about do what you got to do to survive. So that's why they were like, get the good job with the money. You need that blah, blah, blah. But I'm not motivated by money. I'm not. I need money. I know it it affords me nice things. It affords me freedom. So I am about my money. But that is not what drives me to show up every day. I am motivated by fulfillment, by purpose by peace. And also I like time freedom. So I'm motivated by that. And so when I got into doing my business, of course, as you know, it takes time to like build. And also you may have to like pivot and tweak things to find out who exactly you're supposed to be working with. But during that time, like the pandemic and all of that, that's when I really saw the most profit in my business. And that's when I was like, oh, wow. I can do this. I can do it. And I'm very big on my faith. I love God. He's the forefront of my life. And so I'm really big on obeying him. And so when he told me to leave, it did not look like it didn't look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I had some savings. Yes, I was making money in my business, but I really had to obey him and trust that he's not going to let me fail. So that's kind of how it happened. And literally in business, you know, it's up and downs and and everything, but I have been good. You know, I have been blessed and that's what motivates me. So I don't, you know, money is important, but at the end of the day, if I'm making an impact on someone's life in a positive way, that's what matters to me the most.
1: Love that. That kind of makes me want to ask my, like my next question is, you talked about impact let's talk about how you're impacting these professional women like how did you how did you decide that the professional women need me girl all my
0: <laughs> all my years and experience in corporate America it kind of naturally happened. I'll say this when I got into styling I was like I'm just styling women who want to feel confident and I started getting some clients, but I noticed that all of my clients were working woman. They had their nine to five. They wanted to climb the ladder and, or they had a a side hustle or they were full-time entrepreneurs. And so I quickly figured out that my experiences when I, granted, I may have not publicly exposed it at that time, but I I found that I'm attracting who I am. Honestly, I'm attracting the woman who got promoted and now needs to show up differently because she's the only black woman in the room. That was me. I'm now working with the woman who, yeah, she's working, but she's building her brain on the side and she needs to do speaking engagements and stuff. That was me. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I got into it. But it's funny because as soon as I got close to leaving corporate and definitely when I did leave corporate, I kind of developed a newfound passion for black women in their career in that entry to mid level space as far as like a mentoring as far as who I work with it's transition now I work with CEOs VPs you know directors which I love because I'm obsessed with their success but as far as like mentoring there's there's a there's a soft spot in my heart for The younger Shaquana, the Shaquana that was struggling with confidence, the Shaquana that was struggling to use her voice as the only black woman in a male, white male dominated field and navigating, navigating that and and how to really navigate it in a way that it fulfills you in your personal life as well. So I'm starting to get into a little bit of that, I noticed, but yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I talk a lot about building your brand, right? Like my whole career coaching niche is on helping people build their brand, but I don't really speak on, you know, the image side of it. You know, what's the secret to like finding that cross the magic of how your image plays into while you're building that brand in corporate America or as an entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, it's all about One, understanding how you want to be perceived. There's also a huge part of that, too, where you as a person, you have to really kind of hone into what drives you, what makes you feel the most confident, your self-worth, your self-value. That plays a lot, as you know, into your career and everything like that. But at the end of the day, how do you want to be perceived? How do you want to be remembered? How do you want people to talk about you behind closed doors, right? Do you want them to say, oh, she's extremely confident. I trust her. I like her. Or do you want them to say the opposite? And so where I come in, when it comes to your image, you know, I, my message, while I am a stylist, while I do love fashion and all of that, it's deeper than that. It's What is going to help you show up with that confidence, that power that you do have, and in turn, see the results of that, whether the results are promotions, building a personal brand outside of work where you're able to speak at conferences, whether that's Just in general, building your network. Like all of that has a lot to do with your personal brand and building that brand at your workplace or in your career. But, you know, as humans, we are very visual people. And I know a lot of people say, don't judge a book by its cover. Yes, we've all learned that when we were little young kids. But the reality of that, when you get into these workspaces and you get into the real world, as humans, we are programmed to start forming an opinion about someone as soon as we see them within the first few seconds. And so how you show up, the outfit you're wearing, how you have your hair done, your natural presence, you know, are you slumped down? or Are you walking with confidence? All of that matters. And The impression that you make, like it's very hard to turn around a negative impression. So you always want to make sure you give a great first impression because that's how you meet people, build your network. And definitely within my corporate career, some jobs I got was solely based off of, oh, I saw Shaquana present at that, you know, meeting. Yeah, let's go ahead and interview her. Let's go ahead and give her the job, you know? So it's just building your network and those connections that's going to help you in your career. And I know firsthand how your style can can serve as like a competitive advantage because not everyone does that, and especially as Black women. That's kind of how they go hand in hand together. So I use my message. My message is really based on confidence. You need that confidence. And if we need to put you in a cute outfit to make it happen, I got you. <laughs> so it's
1: really that icing on the cake. And I I, I kind of love it. It's like the icing on cake. It's like once you, you know, you've realized that you're valuable at work, you know your stuff. Now you just need to command the room. You just need to yes. and to get this. It's almost like a lead magnet, right? <laughs> it's almost yeah, like Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lead magnet. Like what's underneath is already good. But we need to get your attention somehow to do that. But you said something very interesting that your business took off during the pandemic when nobody was leaving the house. Here's the cheat code to making a career pivot or to getting promoted. First, you need the skills to do the job or the ability to learn how to. Second, you have to be able to market and sell yourself as the best candidate for the job. I created the Career Brand Accelerator as a professional development program to help you become a master at marketing and selling your skills so that you will always have the tools you need to make a career change. Cause let's be honest, it's easy to get a new degree or certification or even to revamp your resume, but nothing quite prepares you for establishing your brand and for finding out what makes you unique so that you can stand out from the other job candidates in today's competitive job market. I have good news for you. You don't have to navigate your career on your own. Visit the CareerBrandaccelerator.com to learn more about how to pivot into your next role and how to level up your career without new degrees and certifications and without applying for tons of jobs online. So talk to me about was it the Zoom thing or
0: (laughs) (laughs) that that is very still mind-blowing to me because what happened was at the beginning of 2020, I had went to this uh, woman entrepreneurship conference, got a lot of great clarity and tools I needed to really turn a really good profit in my business. Then I got promoted to management, and then the world shut down. So immediately I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I guess I'll just work because even at that time, I think people were starting to question, like, am I going to get laid off? You know how the world was during that time. So I was like, well, let me just be heads down, focus on what I got to do. But because I had invested in this conference and a program right after it, I was like, oh no, let me, let me work on my, I still need to put my message out there and be valuable. So I started posting about my message during that time was all about, okay, I know you're at home. I know that you are just showing up in your leggings and your sweatshirt and your hair, not combed. No, just because we're at home doesn't mean that you can slack on how you feel when you show up for work. Just because we're all on Zoom now or on, you know, doing virtual working does not mean that you don't need to show up in a way that makes a good impression because people are still watching you. They're still watching you, especially at that time, they're watching to see how you handle the circumstances, right? And so I started putting, you know, more content out about that. And then also too... I was like, oh man, people, you know, maybe they're holding on to their money. They ain't really trying to invest. No, I had a lot of professional women were like, well, Crying. I'm, I'm at home. I'm bored. I want to purge my closet. Or I want someone to help me with my style. Because then it was like, I don't know when we're going to be able to like go outside again. But when we go outside, I want to make sure I'm looking good. So it was very interesting how I was getting clients and getting a lot of leads and things. Because people are like, well, this is a perfect time to work on those things that I didn't have time to work on beforehand.
1: Interesting. That makes total sense. We were sitting around with freedom of time, supposedly. Exactly. <laughs> so people were looking at their uh, wardrobes and trying to figure that out. And so what amount of your clients would you say are, you know, professional women versus entrepreneurs? And then kind of what are some staple pieces? Like we talk about Black women and confidence and what, give me three pieces that are going to make me feel confident, even in, whether I'm at home or in the office.
0: Yes. So as far as the ratio of professionals to entrepreneurs, it's probably at this point, maybe about 70 percent professional women and 30% entrepreneurs. Mind you, there is some overlap because a lot of us are doing business on the side. So I get a lot more corporate women who want that professional everyday work wardrobe. As far as the staple pieces, yes, I love talking about that. So top three pieces, I'm a blazer girl. I love, love blazers. And I think that they are the easiest way to feel put together the quickest as well. Like I remember during the time that I was working my corporate job and we were working from home, I had to do this really big presentation and I was not feeling good about. I went in my closet and pulled on the blazer and did the presentation right here from my office, my home office and nailed it, right? So it's like little things like that, having a nice blazer, I do recommend in neutral colors. And if you like to wear colors, in which I recommend wearing some colors, get you one in a nice like power color. I love yellow, I love red. Don't, colors matter. Colors definitely give you a boost that you need. So definitely a blazer. I want to make sure you have like a nice blouse, whether that's a button up or some type of blouse that can be worn under a blazer, but maybe worn by itself, can be worn under a cardigan. Again, it's all about being put together or feeling put together. And then I would also invest in, so I'm, I'm gonna give you four things, but I, I would also invest in a good quality pair of trousers, pants, whatever style you prefer, neutral color. And then you can also do some pop a, pops of color as well. And then also to investing in some jewelry. And it doesn't have to necessarily be expensive, but jewelry is the easiest, quickest, low cost way to spruce up an outfit. You can wear an all black outfit and throw on like a necklace, like the one I'm wearing. And immediately you're like making a statement. So, and that goes for both Virtual, because when I was working for home for virtual uh during that time too, I had like nice little earrings I would throw on um or a nice necklace or something like that over my t-shirts you know what I'm saying, so having those in your your wardrobe and being able to mix and match them with different things is
1: key love that so I kind of want to move into a question about you talked about some of your struggles right like how are we i, I want to talk about how we can motivate and leave some kind words for people. One of your struggles you mentioned was career depression and anxiety. And so what do you say to someone who's struggling with that? How do they find the courage to claw their way out, you know, via it? Maybe it's via their wardrobe, you know, for some for them it might be something else. But what's that courage? What's that that word that you have for them? First, I would
0: say that everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. Nothing that you're experiencing now is going to be wasted. Because, and and specifically, I think I'm kind of leaning more into the anxiety route. Uh, We get anxious a lot because we're like, what's happening? What's going to happen? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Everything is okay. Everything is working in harmony. That's what my therapist always tells me. So, that's one thing I would say. The second thing I would say is lean on whatever is bigger than you spiritually, right? So whether that's God or whoever, you know, you believe in, lean on that. Because usually, I know for me, if I'm having a depressed state or I'm having a lot of anxiety, I need something bigger than me. At that point, I cannot do it on my own. Lean on that source of your strength and of your wisdom and really center yourself doing journal, meditation with prayer, worship, whatever you need to do, because you need to ground yourself so that you are... Opening yourself enough to receive the wisdom, the discernment, decision making that you need to make, and trusting that, trusting your intuition, right? That's God speaking to you. Trust that. And then I'm gonna say, get up and get dressed. That's what my <laughs> book is about. That's what uh, my platform is. You know, I I share a lot in my book about how I went through certain things, certain situations in my life, and. You know, when I say get up and get dressed, yes, literally look nice because that does help. But get dressed in your power. Get dressed like you're valuable like because you are that. It's just a matter of you recognizing that again. So if that means you need to throw on a lipstick, if that means you need to put on a nice blouse, even though you're staying at home all day, whatever that means for you, do it. And as you continue to do it over and over again, you will come out of that dark hole and you'll be like, okay, I got this, whatever that thing is like, I can get through my career. I can make decisions. Maybe I need to find a new job. Maybe I need to really focus on that business, whatever it means for you, make sure it aligns with the vision that God has for your life, the vision that you have for your life and everything will be okay.
1: When did you decide to write a book? Is the book more so about your story or is it more so fashion, uh, styling tips?
0: it's about my story and that book I wrote that in the pandemic too I was busy in the pandemic I was So busy. Yeah, it was about my story. I didn't want to write the book. I didn't. But uh, God told me you need to put this out there. So it is about my journey to confidence to self love. I talk about my my heartbreak story and, and how I just really felt about that. So it takes the reader through my journey. But in each chapter, I provide the tools, the techniques to help get over that. Um, Each chapter has a reflection as well because I really want people to take action and start really answering those hard questions for themselves. So that's what made me write the book. And then also too, I encounter a lot of women who, yeah, they want to feel nice. They want to look cute in their outfits. But inside, they are struggling. They are really just beating themselves up every day. They're not confident. They don't love themselves. And so a lot of times I get women who will buy the book and read the book. And that's like their first step to realizing, oh, you know what? I'm worthy of looking nice. I'm worthy of looking good and feeling good. And then, you know, sometimes they become a client, you know? So it's kind of, I always say that my book is like that first step to really feeling good about yourself enough to say, I'm worthy. I'm worthy of all the nice things, you know? So that's why I wrote it.
1: So it, I mean, it sounds like I'm just ch- kind of recapping your journey. I mean, very similar to myself. You realize two years into your career that like, this isn't it.
0: <laughs> right.
1: And I always tell people by the third year of doing anything, the third year of doing anything, it's like a sink or swim, like either I'm gonna really dive I'll go all in on this topic or I'm out and so right you you decided that like this isn't it but I'm gonna you know go down my fashion path like when did you realize though because so now we're you know 10 years later 11 years later when did you realize that you had made the smart career and money move for yourself like that like This is the move for me, and like now I'm confident that I made the right choice.
0: (laughs) I don't think that confidence came until after I left. I, you know, I will say about, oof. So I gave my notice in September. I'm gonna say after I gave my notice, to be honest, it took a while for me to build up to submit my resignation. And the way I submitted was I wrote the letter, but I had scheduled a meeting with my manager and I still have, I recorded myself doing it. I still had the video today. My voice was cracking. I was so nervous and so scared. Yeah, I was. So even up to that point, I wasn't hundred percent confident, but I knew I had to make this move. I didn't know what was on the other side, but I knew I had to try to do it. Also around that time is when I was just like, Shaquan, what's the worst that could happen? I was like, give yourself six months. If you broke and nothing works out, go back and get another job. Thank God I have the education, the experience, the receipts. I can go back and get a job, you know? So that was my, my mindset. And that's how it shifted. It like what's the worst that can happen? And then it wasn't until I submitted my notice. That I was like, Oh, I got this. It's go time. Let's go. I'm ready for November to come so I can peace out. I had a vacation planned, everything and then the first day of full time entrepreneurship I was like what did I just do <laughs> but that quickly I, I you know got over that and, and it's just been a lot. It's been a confidence journey again with full-time entrepreneurship because I'm like, all right, today I'm not feeling confident, but I'm going to keep going. And the next day it's like, oh, I got this. I'm in my bag. You know? So there's always a journey. You know, I always say confidence is uh, a journey. It's not a destination. And as we continue to evolve and grow, we're going to hit those bumps where we're like, oh my gosh, I don't feel confident. But sometimes you just have to move. You just have to take action and your confidence will come immediately after you take that yeah, mood, I you always know? say
1: doing is sexy, right?
0: Yeah, doing is yeah. Sexy, right.
1: If you don't feel if you don't feel <laughs> confident, it's because you're not doing anything. Go exactly. do something. <laughs> Go do something. <laughs> so, did you have a quit number? Like, how did you how did you map out that like I'm gonna quit in three months? Like, I'm gonna give notice. I'm gonna quit. Did you have a quit number? Because there are, you know, there's two schools of thoughts. There's schools that people say, oh, just quit. You'll figure it out, land on your feet. But I know that you have an a IT background. So there was some <laughs> some sort of strategic thought going on there. Calculated. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm glad you know that. Um,
0: so when I dealt with, okay, so the beginning of 2021, I knew actually someone prophesied over my life and said you will not be in your full-time job by December 31st 2021 and at that moment and that was January 2020 I was like girl you tripping like whatever but when that salary issue came it was April that I wrote the resignation and I dated it for August 30th I said by August 30th I am going to submit this resignation letter I can't remember exactly what happened I think manager was out there was something and there was some self-doubt that kicked in towards the end of August but then September came and I was like I need to just go ahead and do it my husband came my husband came home because of course you know he's in the know you know men they need like a business plan they need to see the numbers they didn't see it make sense but he came home one day he was like just quit and I was like oh you ain't got to tell me twice and so that's when I went ahead and did it so I did have I said by August 30th I'm going to be out I submitted it a couple of weeks later than that but I slowly throughout 2021 believed okay I'm by December 31st, I'm not going to be in corporate anymore. And it happened. So I knew I wasn't going to be the person that was just going to quit unless something crazy happened. I knew I wasn't just going to be the quit and figure it out. I needed it to make sense. But also I needed to fully surrender to God in the situation because I know that he can handle anything. So that's how kind of like my mindset. And then of course, what's the worst that can happen? That was my mindset.
1: (laughs) How did your parents feel? And not how did your parents feel, but I'm just thinking like, as someone who's in a successful career, you're in a, you know, a highly profitable industry. I know you had people left and right telling you, girl, what are you doing? You cannot leave that career. How did you handle that? How did you push through? Yeah,
0: that's a very good question. So I prepped my parents years of Oh, in wow. Okay. When I got that, yeah, when I, cause I knew, and you know, my dad, he's, military, my stepmother, my mom had my biological mom passed when I was eight years old. Um, I have a stepmother who stepped in and literally love her to death. So she's, you know, considered my mom and she's very calculated. She worked for the government as well. So it was crazy. But I told them after I got laid off in 2014, I said, I want y'all to know that I'm not going to be in corporate forever. Why? Why? You know, they go or whatever. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And every single time I did something, whether that's starting my nonprofit, doing an event for my nonprofit, uh, starting my styling business, I again said, yeah, I'm going to leave my job and do this full time. So I prepped them. And when I left corporate, I did not tell them. I didn't tell a lot of people, to be honest with you. I was very intentional about protecting my mental, protecting my spirit when I left. Because you do have those people who think you're absolutely nuts and insane for doing that. Even now today when a lot of people are doing it. And so I only told a trusted circle group of people who I knew were going to support me, who I knew that they were going to pray over me. They were going to call me and say, Shaquan, I don't know what you got going on there, but you got it. I needed that in my head as soon as, because it was a transition. It was a life transition and I needed to make sure that I was safe and felt safe. Not to say that my parents would have done anything to not make me feel safe, but I just didn't want the worry. You know, our parents, they worry. I didn't want the worry. I didn't want the fear projected on me. It wasn't until April that, So about six months that I told them because to me, that was like kind of my way of saying, see, it's been six months. I got it. Uh, (laughs) But I told them and honestly, they were just like, oh, wow, you did it. Like you've been talking about this for a very long time and you did it. And it honestly sparked some inspiration. Like. As soon as I told, like, my dad, he was like, well, let me talk to you about this business idea I got. Like, that's how it kind of shifted. And we started talking about business-related things. And they, of course, were asking questions. Well, what did you do about insurance? What did you do about your benefits? I had that all figured out, you know? And so they were just like, you inspired me. They were like this is amazing. Yeah. So, and one of my friends, she was like, just tell them, but I wasn't ready. I had to make sure I was ready and I love the support that I received after I told them and told the world about it. Cause I didn't publicly announce it like on social media or anything until around that time. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember what year was this? I don't know, probably 2010 or something. I told my dad who was my inspiration to become an engineer I told him I was going to save up $20,000 and I was going to quit my job. And he probably still cussing me out about that to, to this day. he was That was the craziest thing he had ever heard. He's like, you done been through all this education. You on track to make way more money than I ever did. You're not quitting anything. And so you, you brought up um, like your, your process of handling that. You know, it was very smart because you do have to protect it and even like in your career like when you're trying to make different moves people are trying to you know pivot different to bi- different careers and do different things it's like sometimes more opinions only really hinder what you already know to be true right
0: exactly. and it just slows exactly. you down
1: <laughs> so i'm glad that you brought that up because that kind of spans across a whole lot of different topics you know a lot of my clients they come to me And they're really just looking for someone to tell them what to do or validate what they already know to be true. And it's like, I'm going to give you the good opinion. I'm going to, you know, stand behind you and boost you up. But I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people don't know how to handle all the opinions that fly at them. And the school of Shaquana says, do it and tell them later. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes have to do it no matter how close you are like you have to put yourself first especially these big life decisions so yeah just just do it and they'll find out later
1: (laughs) so what are you reading or listening to or what have you put in place to help you continue to elevate because although you're no longer in corporate you still have a brand that you're elevating you still have a business And so whether people, they always try to put us in two separate buckets, career people and entrepreneurs, we're all really doing the same thing. We all have a brand. We're all trying to elevate. We're all trying to leave our mark somewhere. So what kind of resources do you have that, you know, keep you going?
0: Yeah. So for sure, I'm a podcast girl. I love all types of podcasts and my, the things I listen to have kind of shifted a little bit. especially since I went full-time and, you know, just other like personal things I'm doing or trying to do. But for sure, when it came, when I was still working and I was trying to figure out what, what am I doing with my career? What am I doing with my business? My personal brand in general. I listened to um, my leak Teal. I don't know if you know my Leek. I, uh,
1: We're friends <laughs> in my head. Okay. We're friends. Yes.
0: Yes. I,
1: I, I want her to bring her
0: podcast back so bad. She... She changed the game for me because I started listening to her when I first started my styling business and trying to figure all of that out. And she just everything. So for sure, her podcast, I listened to the Side Hustle Pro podcast for a while. Um, She has very good content as well. Right now, I'm loving... um, it's called From Trials to Triumphs, but it's the po- the host is Ashley Blaine Featherson. She, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Dear White People on Netflix. She. I forgot what her, her, her character name was, but she played in that and she teamed up with Own to do this podcast. And so she interviews a lot of people, people from Kelly Rowland all the way down to her mom and other friends, just talking about the things that they have had to endure uh, in their life and how they overcome came that. And in this season in my life, that's very important for me to listen to and to feed myself with, uh, because that applies on business, you know, career, personal life in general. So that's what I've been listening to so far. Of course, I've read lots of books in the past. One of the books that kind of changed me as well was this book called Dangerous Prayers, because we often pray for certain things, but we don't pray for the things that we need to be praying for. Um, You know, we all, whether it's career or whatever or business, we all want that elevation, but we have to turn into that person who can handle that because you don't want to go into something prematurely and you mishandle it, right? So having those or or praying, saying those prayers, that's like, look, I want to get to this certain level, but God, do what you got to do to transform me to be that person. And that is not Sexy. That is not pretty at all. It is hard, but it, it it works in the long run. I'm so grateful that I didn't get anything prematurely. I'm so grateful that I didn't leave my job in 2016 when I thought I was going to leave because I would have mishandled everything. I'm so grateful that it happened when it did. So that that has been really, really life-changing for me too.
1: Uh, same. I, I talk about <laughs> on LinkedIn that uh, I think I've shared that I have a real estate business as well. And once I bought a couple of properties, I was like, oh, I can quit, you know, once the checks started coming. And then it's like, here we are four years in and like everything is falling apart. Not everything is falling apart, but like with real estate, things break. And so, you know, you're right. Had I just quit then, I would have not been prepared for what is happening now. And I wouldn't have even had any of the resources to actually lean into this, to my coaching and all of that. So yeah, things, the story, the journey, it all happens for a reason. It happens exactly the way it's supposed to go. Exactly. Trust the
0: process. That's kind of like my motto nowadays. It's the process. Like you have to be so committed to the process, more committed to the process than you are to the outcome to really make it through.
1: Yeah. The reason I started this podcast is because I went through my LinkedIn. I went through just, you know, people that I knew. I came up with a list of people. I was like, I know some dope people and people need to hear these stories. And I didn't really, it didn't dawn on me until I went through the list. I went through everybody's profile and I came up with like two or three sentences of why should I have this person on my podcast? I was literally blown away when I, when I looked at that list, I was like, people need to hear these stories. You know, people need to hear the story of someone who is in a booming career. They and they figure out it's not for them. And then they go figure out their lane and they're fulfilled. And 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 so, I mean, especially in tech, you know, where you're supposed to, it's supposed to be the top of the mountain and you're not supposed to want for anything. So I love that you came today and you were able to share that, like, it wasn't the top of the mountain for me. And I was able to go find that. Where can my listeners follow you? Where can they learn more? Where can they support you and your brand?
0: Yeah, definitely. So LinkedIn, you know, um, that's definitely where I have shifted to put more of my focus on as far as content and sharing a lot of my personal stories. And of course, I'm going to put in some style advice and all of that too. So LinkedIn, Shaquan Chappelle on LinkedIn. Also, I'm on Instagram at Shaquana Chappelle. You can go to my website, shaquanachappelle.com to just learn more about me, learn more about my services, my package. And that's also where you can grab a copy of Get Up and Get Dressed. So by going to ShaquannaChapelle.com, you can just click the menu option for books and you can learn a lot more about the book, the contents, and uh, the result that you'll get from reading it as well. So yeah, between LinkedIn, Instagram, and my website, that's where you will be able to have access to everything to stay connected. Also, while you're on my website... Go ahead and subscribe to my newsletter as well because I'm, I'm getting my email marketing back up and running um, this year. So I am sending out lots and lots of great content, exclusive content through there as well. So that's a great way to stay connected to Thank me. Thank you
1: so much. We're going to grab all those links and make sure we have them all linked in the show notes and everything so you guys can find her, follow her and get all those good career gems. Not, those, the career gems are for me. Get the styling gems from her. Um, yes. But just a quick side note, I have a photo shoot coming up, and I was oh. like, I was like, I'm just going to call Shaquan, for real, because I was looking for <laughs> outfits, and I was like, I don't have time for this. So... Right. Y'all might see me styled by Shaquana very soon. Yes. (laughs) But I can't thank you enough for being a guest on today's podcast. You definitely made some smart career money moves. I learned so much and I can't wait for you to style me. Yeah, I'm excited, girl. I'm (laughs)
0: excited because your pictures already are bombs. I'm like, yes,
1: Jerry. Yes, thank you so much. So Thank you. It was great chatting with you and I'll see you around LinkedIn. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode as much as I did, be sure to hit the subscribe button, leave a five-star review, or share this podcast with those in your network that are striving to make smart career and money moves. Till next week, bye.